Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 65, Sharon Cole, running for City Councilor in Ward 1, recorded on September 11th, 2018. Sharon Cole, you're running for City Councilor in Ward 1. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thank you for having me, Joey. So firstly, tell us who is Sharon Cole. Thank you for the opportunity, Joey. I have a lifelong connection with Hamilton. In particular, its vibrant and inclusive West End community. From its industrial roots, exceptional education, and healthcare institutions, to the expansion of small business. As a business professional, I have over 25 years of corporate, marketing, and property management experience. I've enjoyed and continued to participate in a variety of governance roles with local, provincial, and national groups and agencies, giving back through volunteerism and community engagements is something that I and my husband strongly believe in and inspire in our children and grandchildren. Why are you running? I am proud to call Hamilton my hometown. My core values for the city embrace innovation, conservation, and collaboration. And my goal is to apply these values to the resurgence of the West End and the city as a whole. I've been an advocate of rapid transit solutions, including integrated LRT, as one means of enhancing overall social, economic, and environmental solutions in communities. I've had the opportunity in 2014 to visit Calgary to witness integrated LRT in action and was impressed with the impact LRT had on the entire community. I witnessed the advantages of LRT connecting the city, altering transportation habits, and enhancing community growth. That prompted me on my return to engage in the debate, penning op-eds in the spec and on social media, and engaging with the city, the Hamilton Street Railway, and the Amalgamated Transit Union. I'm committed to ensuring that Hamilton remains affordable, safe, and inclusive for all, and that it remains welcoming to those that are considering making Hamilton their home. Do you live in Ward 1, yes or no? No. Does it matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent? I live on the border of wards one and two. I believe you have to fully understand and experience the community, and that only comes from having a long-term relationship with the community. Our child was born in the days when Max Hospital was known as McMaster University Center, and our child attended McMaster as part of his post-secondary education. We have friends and family 
that live in the ward. Ward one is where I shop, where I buy my groceries, where we access health care and our pharmacy, where we dine and entertain, and where we hike and bike and enjoy life. I have work in the ward and provide services through my business to other businesses and services within the ward. How have you contributed to your community and our city? First, I have been a lifelong taxpayer in Hamilton, and we have raised our family here. I have been a worker and now a business owner within the community and Hamilton. I have a strong connection to local organizations and community involvement, and my service commitment includes serving as board of director on Elizabeth Fry Society in Hamilton. I have been a board member with St. John Ambulance in Hamilton. I am president of the Bentley Place Condominium Corporation in Hamilton. And you may recall the previous Hamilton Business Ambassador Program that my husband and I were part of. My husband and I were also members of the Qantas Club of East Hamilton, and I was a member of the Advertising and Sales Club of Hamilton. Our daughter was heavily involved in the sport of ringette, and we were on the executive of the Hamilton Ringette Association for years. I believe community engagement is so much more than just civic or government engagement alone. What are your two priorities for Ward 1 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? For Ward 1 and the city as a whole, it begins with improved public transportation. As previously mentioned, the development and ease of accessibility to public and alternative transportation, including integrated rapid transit solutions and safe, efficient cycling options. I strongly support integrated LRT as a means of enhancing investment, growing our economy, and providing convenient access to citywide programs, services, business, and institutions. Second for the ward is economic growth, specifically the continued development of Ward 1 as an education an innovation hub along with acting as a hive for small and independent businesses and services. This will be done with a keen respect and balance for the environment and conservation needs of our vibrant and active community. I grew up through a period in Hamilton which witnessed the terrible decline in our historic industrial base, particularly in the steel industry and those offshoot industries, the trickle-down effect of plant closures and layoffs also impacted a once vibrant service industry. We raised a family through that period and we vowed never to let them become caught in this trap. I want to provide ease of entry and investments for startups, businesses, education, and research. Cutting through the red tape, offering places to facilitate collaborative development and make use of innovative technologies. 
places that use sustainable, environmentally conscious design principles, which, like McMaster Innovation Park, continue to transform Hamilton's vacant brownfields and put back life back into those lost industrial and business locations. For the city, including Ward 1, it begins with housing solutions. I want to address the increased cost of housing with a focus on the diversified, evolving population base, the needs of established homeowners, renters, and students, and the challenge of affordability and quality. I witnessed firsthand through my own child's experience at McMaster the challenges of student housing and the impact this had on personal safety and security. Offset this with the impact student housing had on established neighborhoods and you compound the problems. I support and will advocate for the recommendations of the McMaster Student Union and others with respect to licensing bylaw for all rental properties that puts health and safety regulations in place and are monitored and enforced on an ongoing basis with substantial fines to address absentee substandard landlords. This initiative must include protection for those that report infractions and absentee landlords, in other words, a whistleblower provision. I've served on condo boards and have experience in property management. I welcome Hamilton's growth and ability to attract from outside. I am very concerned that housing will continue to be affordable and safe to all. I support mixed-use development, business, residential, entertainment, etc. With a clear understanding that mixed use historically comes at a premium, which means we also need to address affordability and inclusive access to those from multiple levels of income and background. Providing for such integration requires that we look at taxpayer and or alternate funding subsidies for those least able to become part of such communities solely on their own. And secondly, for the city is government transparency and collaboration. I will champion a unified decision-making process for the betterment of the city by strengthening council solidarity and respecting the opinions of each of Hamilton's unique communities. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? My family has a long and rich history here in the city, serving its industrial base and supporting trade unionism as a means of protecting the worker on a variety of fronts. Personally, I have walked in their shoes 
and I have walked in the shoes of small and large business as a union member and as management and as a business owner, both within for-profit and not-for-profit space. I mentioned my core values for the city. I would apply these same three core values to council, innovation, conservation, and collaboration. I have both an education and a background in business development, which I will apply to decisions made around innovation. These include innovative strategies to conserve some of the most vibrant elements of the city, its green spaces, wetlands, the bay, and improving air quality. And finally, collaboration. As mentioned, I've spent a good portion of my life in various governance roles with organizations and agencies, many of which that operated under federated models. I witnessed firsthand under such models the negative impact silos can have on organizations if not addressed. In many respects, cities are not that different in that each neighborhood or community group often perceives its needs as greater than those of the next neighborhood or group. Like federated organizations, I will bring to council my experience at looking at the bigger picture and making decisions which are for the greater good of the city as a whole. Hamilton zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium-density, transit-connected housing in walkable communities and is important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development, and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in your ward? There will always be those that on the surface claim to support infill and intensification initiatives, as long as they are not in my backyard. I believe we need to, as part of the education process, help reassure residents that such development will respect and apply safe green technologies, which are not only good for the environment, but provide assurances to residents that redevelopment protects Ward 1's vibrant green spaces and wetlands including those green spaces within Kirkendall's South Golf Course area. I believe such development should continue to occur in the wards remaining brownfields where it is safe and that it be mixed use. Council will also need to explore further redevelopment of sections of Main Street West Corridor. Town and gown tensions, a phrase coined by academics, 
are nearly as old as universities themselves. In one of the most famous examples, a three-day riot in Oxford resulted in 62 students and nearly as many townspeople dead in the year 1355. The Scholastica Day riot broke out after a dispute about beer in a local tavern. Luckily, town and gown conflicts today are much tamer and involve much more substantive issues. As the Ward 1 Councillor, you will be responsible for representing both town and gown. How will you effectively represent both and successfully mediate to create solutions which balance both interests? First and foremost, I think we should feel privileged to have such a great post-secondary education institutions in Hamilton, specifically McMaster University, poses a large opportunity for Ward 1 and the city, but also a challenge. As a mother of a graduate of the school, I know it is a balancing act. We know that right now, student housing and reliable transportation op options are some of the largest issues facing the relationship between the city, the community, the school, and its students. I believe in counselors having a collaborative involvement, acting as leaders, facilitators, and communicators between the city, the community, the school, and the student union body. I believe the answer is to listen and to seek compromise where feasible, but it is also about helping groups understand the greater benefit of certain solutions, whether it be high-rise student housing to limit the potential for overcrowded rental homes or establishing licensing and bylaw options to protect the health and safety of both students and residents. I will represent all of those I serve for by listening, learning, being present, and working at finding solutions that provide for common sense balance. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? First, I do not believe HSR has been funded adequately and that one major factor in a host of issues associated with keeping transit public or, for that matter, maintaining an optimum integrated transit solution. To address these funding shortfalls, I propose working with the City of Hamilton to explore funding alternatives that include, for the most part, abolishing the current board area rating system and exploring alternative funding options from the province, which may include fuel tax rebates. I support publicly funded transit, and as much as I would like to have a properly funded and managed HSR maintain and operate our LRT, I understand the fiscal challenges at this stage of moving away from public-private partner solutions towards solely public options. Therefore, in addition to funding alternatives, I will strongly advocate for the compromises which have been reinforced to date between Council and the Amalgamated Transit Union, 
with respect to operating LRT, with the cornerstone being that workers will be represented by ATU. The second is road infrastructure, and it's not simply repairing potholes and addressing main leaks, but a complete balanced assessment and overhaul of the city's road and traffic plan to ensure materials and processes are efficient and sustainable, that traffic calming initiatives take into account all transportation modes, including pedestrians and cycling initiatives, and that decisions with respect to one-way versus two-way conversions consider not only the needs of business, but also emergency service accessibility, among others. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? For many years, my husband, I, and our children cycled around city of Hamilton, and on more than one occasion, we narrowly missed catastrophe. Not that we were riding unsafe, or that the motorists weren't paying attention. There were simply the reality that both cyclists and motorists can be easily distracted, sometimes through no fault of their own. I am committed to the spirit of Vision Zero, adopted by a number of communities around the globe, which challenges all of us to achieve zero fatalities and serious injuries by rethinking road safety, to make human error part of the equation and thereby aim for safer streets through improved education, enforcement, engineering, evaluation, and engagement. Secondly, I am a strong supporter of arts and culture. I previously served on Marilyn Lastman's Art Council and developed an appreciation for the challenges that the arts community faces many of them fiscal in nature. I want to improve opportunities for expanding the arts and continuing to attract the sector and its people to the city, whether it be in the future development of the downtown core, attracting major talent to the city, strengthening opportunities within our educational institutions, or supporting major investments and cutting through the red tape for development projects like the cotton factory on Sherman, as an example. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates, such as the top three, they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? I am not in favor of ranked balloting. I think that during elections, the choice should be clear to the voters as to who they want to elect to represent them and their best interest. If that is not clear, then we as candidates need to ensure we're doing a better job at being visible and present in the community and clear in our platforms and positions. 
I believe there are many other ways to improve voter turnout and engagement and ensure competent governance. Changing the current rules on how a candidate is selected, I don't believe, is one of those ways. I will be interested in monitoring the outcome of the election in London, Ontario this year and to see just how effective and accepted the utilization of ranked balloting is received. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? I am a firm believer in lead by example. The job we have as counselors is a serious one and should be treated as such, ensuring that I can do all in my power to be present and engaged in every process and meeting and bring accountability to the civic process would be both my immediate and sustained commitment. And as previously mentioned, I will do everything in my power to change the culture and strengthen council solidarity. Ultimately, we represent the people, and to do that end, transparency and participatory engagement are paramount. This coupled with improved communication strategies and the use of new technologies to connect with those we serve. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager, and what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? The 2025 plan underscores best fit, and I, we, will look to someone that can come in, whether externally or internally, to be our best fit. Someone who understands and appreciates both the synergies and differences between governance and management. And this understanding is a shared responsibility. I foresee a successful city manager as being someone that can think strategically and be visionary, while also demonstrating strong leadership and operational work ethics. The hope is they value the team in place, develop strong team members, and support the policy decisions, executing with a high level of responsibility and transparency. I will be looking to support a person that is action-oriented, listens, and is a strong leader and communicator. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? It is a juggling act at times, and there are only finite resources to go around. First, I believe we need to collectively act as one city and not always as 15 communities. It is imperative for each councillor to be open and empathetic to the needs of each other ward while also representing their own. As one who has both managed and owned businesses, I understand juggling resources and setting priorities around funding and expenditures. Having a clear direction of what we want to achieve will also allow us 
to make the proper decisions on where we focus and spend. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will do you hope will describe council as a whole? For my term, Sharon was a new voice, new vision, and new insight. For council, council excelled in innovation, conservation, and collaboration. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks that you wish to share? Thank you, Joey. It has been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. I want to let your listeners know that with a focus on those that I represent, I will work with City Council to bring our communities together, recognizing the absolute need for citywide economic development, conservation, prosperity, and opportunity for all. It's time to lend my voice to ensuring that the commitments and efforts made with respect to sustainable funding and growth remain protected and that we practice responsible stewardship of that which is entrusted to us. I would encourage your listeners to reach out and connect with me. My website address is sharoncole.ca. I can also be reached on social media and through my campaign office at 119B Lock Street South. Joey, thank you again. Thank you for joining us today. I wish to thank the Central Branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of their sound studio where we recorded this podcast. This has been Episode 65 of the Public Records, The 155 Podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.